Hello, I am Kathleen Watkins, your host, and I welcome you to the Outlive Your Life Legacy Workshop podcast, where we learn to document our stories two pages at a time. Know that our written words will outlive us. Now, there is an old Hebrew proverb which says, words fly away, but what's written remains. I will repeat that. Words fly away, but what's written remains. Ponder on that proverb. Today, I will be doing things just a little different. I won't have that very, very special guest today. However, Jazz, the producer of this podcast, will be helping me out. Hi, Jazz. Hi, Kathleen. Thanks for having me back. Okay, so um, I want to just share with you uh, what I'm going to be doing today. Since I don't have that very special guest with me, that is a, uh, a participant from one of my classes. Uh, I think that what I want to do is I want to just share a little bit about myself. I don't think that I've done that in the past episodes. And um, I just want you to know me a little better. Well, I want to know a little bit more about you, too. I've been loving hearing all these stories from our amazing guests, but I need I need to hear some stories about you as well. Okay. What you need to know is that I am a playwright. I have been writing plays for about 10 years now, and I have been uh, exclusively writing African-American history plays. Why is that? Because I feel that uh, my community really does need to, um, to know these stories. I am also an author. Let me backtrack a minute. I also have a theatrical group. The name of the group is Spiritually Bold Incorporated. I write the plays and they perform them. These are not professional actors. They are people from the community who really want to act. I was really surprised at how many people really do want to act. Uh, I work with children as well as adults. In fact, I've had children that I've had for the past eight years, really. And I've had, we've really grown up together. I've watched them just like they were only in fifth grade and now they're senior, that type thing. So it's really been good. And also, it's a it's a twofold thing because they have learned their history in addition to learning acting skills. And this, um, because of that, they have become more confident young people. So I am very happy about that. Another thing that I do is, or have done, I am an author. I have actually published my memoir. The name of it is I Can Smell the Coffee. It is a short memoir of life lessons learned. That is incredible. Where can individuals find that nowadays? You can find it on Amazon. And I'm also at Nappy Roots Bookstore, which is right here 
in Oklahoma City. Just down the street from us. Yeah, yeah, right down the street from you. But the way I didn't plan to write this book, I wanted to write a book, but I didn't know that it would be a, a, a book about the lessons that I learned in life. But my granddaughter was beginning a new adventure in life. She would be leaving o- Oklahoma, and I wanted to tell her some things uh, so that maybe she wouldn't make the mistakes that I've made. And it just turned into that book. And, you know, we go through life and we learn lessons, and I think that it's important for us to let our children and grandchildren know the things that we have been through. Two years ago, well, really before then, I started helping individuals document their stories. In fact, one individual has actually published his book as well. But some people, they just want to leave stories for their families, so I have helped them with that. But two years ago, while I was um, surfing on the Internet, I found this link that said guided autobiography instructors. And it just it caught me. And I said, oh, yeah, this is it. As I began to read, I knew that I had to be a part of this. And so I took the class and now I am a certified guided autobiography instructor. And everything, you know, when I look back over my life, everything just connects. I've always loved stories. I've always been an avid reader and biographies and autobiographies. I've always just really liked the reading. So everything really makes sense. It really seems like a a lot of your passions just came to a crossroads for you. It seemed like it was a great opportunity for you to be able to apply all of your passions into this one goal. Can you tell me a little bit more about what the process was like to become a guided autobiographer? I would love to. First of all, it was a 10-week course. And I took it along with uh, 11 other people. And these were people from all over the world. To be, and, and you know what's really fascinating, though, is that there are only about 650 guided autobiography instructors. Really? That's it. So I feel very honored to be one of them. What we do is exactly what I do in each class. We went through that the actual process. And by that, I mean, we were given universal themes weekly to write on. For instance, turning points in our life. Everyone, we have them. My uh, two-page story on my family, the role of money in my life. And that's just to name a few. We would write these stories out of class, and then we would bring our story to class and we would read it out loud. Let me tell you, it's something about reading our stories out loud. We hear it from that outer ear, what we're saying, and which can be 
which can be very emotional. It really can. First of all, even writing our story can be that way because you writing is all about thinking anyway. You have to think if you're writing. And when you're writing up your stories, it gives you an opportunity to reflect over your life. And you can go through a series of emotions when doing this. But when you read it out loud for your fellow classmates and they hear your story, then something magical happens, even with them, because a lot of them, they can relate to what you've been through. Maybe they've had a similar experience. After you've read your story, you receive feedback from them. And I don't mean the feedback like, well, you should have done it this way. Or you should have used, you know, or correcting you on your grammatical (laughs) mistakes. Nothing like that. Just sharing with you what they got out of your story, what really kind of jumped out to them. And that has proven to be quite effective. So this is the process. I think what's important through this process, too, is that you actually finish a story. Huh? Now, that may sound a little, what do you mean you might you actually finish your story? Well, let me say this. Lots of times we will begin to write our stories, but what happens? We don't complete them. We'll start out, then we go through maybe an emotional roller coaster, or we just don't want to talk about it, uh, much less write about it. And we just throw it down, put it in a drawer, and say, I'll do it later. Another day, yep. <laughs> yeah, we procrastinate. But in, by going through this class with other people, you are accountable. And let's face it. We need to be held accountable. The same, let's say, if you are working out, a lot of times if you have a partner, then that pushes you. When when you're just trying to do things by yourself, you talk yourself out of it. But if you have a partner doing a workout that you work out with, then your partner most of the times can maybe talk you out of it. And the same thing applies with this class, when you see others coming forth with their stories, then you want to do the same. And that's what happens in the, uh, that's what happens in this class. And so this pushed me to write my story and complete it. I mentioned that the stories are only two pages, which is not bad at all, I don't think, because what happens when you begin to write the story, then memories begin to flow. And what I have learned, Jazz, about this process is that when you just think of things in your head, when it just stays there, then that's you, you don't get the full benefit. But it's something about pen to paper or fingers to keyboard, however you do it, that really unleash memories for you. And you're like, oh, man, I forgot about that. 
Were there any periods of time during that process for you that you had to lean especially more on your colleagues for encouragement or support? Or were there times that you were in a situation having to provide a little more support for maybe one of your members? No, it, it was, I think that for me, Listening to my uh, my fellow classmates share their stories every week. And what we even did was we put our stories out there in, on Google Docs mm-hmm. so we could go back and read the stories. Oh, wow, that's convenient. In, and, and it was very encouraging being able to do that, being able to see what other people have, have been through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's always good to know that you're not alone. <laughs> and, and, and that's what I really, um, what I experienced and, and everyone is different and it's just so good to hear, uh, different stories from different perspectives. That's one thing that I have, I've learned is that of course we're all different. So of course we have a different perspective on things. So um, this is what happened. This is what actually happens in the class. I can tell you that over the year I have conducted, let's say, six classes, and all of them are so, so very, very different. Some people are very transparent and others aren't. But what I've also found is that usually whoever starts out, they kind of set the tone, because if let's say if my first, the first person to read their story is pretty transparent, then it's like it gives other people permission to be transparent also. So that is, uh, that's what happens in the class. I want, today, I what I have discovered, you know, we learn through uh, through the process on things, you know, how to do things and what seems to work and what doesn't, what people like and really, um, and maybe what they don't care for. And as I said before, there are different themes. Now, as a guided autobiography instructor, let me explain exactly what I do. I've told you what happens in a class, but just to explain what that guided autobiography uh, instructor means, let's say, give you an example. If you go fishing and you want the best equipment, the best bait, but you don't really know where the best fishing holes are, you're probably not going to catch any fish (laughs) Because you don't know where the best, you know, where the where good fishing holes are. So let's turn it over to me being a guided autobiography instru- instructor. I guide you. I let you know where your best memories are hidden. Because a lot of times we don't know where to start. You Let's say you start writing your story and then you say, oh, man, where do I start? which is a big problem. By writing by way of themes is very helpful. Like I said, the the turning points in your life. 
I know a big turning point in my life was when I was 11 years old and my grandmother died. My grandparents raised me. And I had to move from the comfort of my home, the comfort of my community, to all the way from Florida to Detroit, Michigan. And this was, what, in 65. So things were very different then. And I didn't realize it then, but I do now, how much that affected me. That affected me tremendously, but I didn't realize it then. And that's what will happen once you start to, to writing your stories. It seems like it definitely takes away the pressure of us having to tell a story in such a way to try to satisfy what we think is important to someone else. And it really gives us the opportunity to think about what is important to us, what is important to our individual selves in terms of the storytelling. Because I'm perceiving that with or without an audience, these storytellings always need to be for your own sake. Absolutely, Jazz. We, what I find with a lot of people is that they really don't think their stories matter. It's like, who wants to hear anything about me? Or another, another one that they'll say is, well, my children know about me. You know, they can pass it on. Not true. That is so not true. What I've seen is that a lot of things about us, our children really don't know. And for me, I started documenting about 10 years ago. And listen, I have binders of information, <laughs> binders <laughs> that my, my children can always go and look at. For instance, I've written stories about my childhood. I've written stories on my grandparents, my mother. I have a book uh, with me and my siblings. I share a little of their stories, pictures of their families, all of these things, so that they will have it because I really don't have any family history that I can grab and look at like that. And so I say, if you don't have it, then create it yourself. Don't just continue to say, I don't have anything to look back on. Well, create it. Create it. And you know what? I can help you do this. What I want to talk about today is the legacy letter. And I don't know how many of you have heard of it. Have you, Jazz? You ever heard of a legacy letter? I have not. Okay. Well, let me tell you what it's all about. A legacy letter is typically just a few pages it's not a full-length memoir or autobiography, but like, an, like a memoir, it's an opportunity to share your stories about your life. A legacy letter really focuses on your values and life lessons rather than your achievements and adventures. A legacy letter offers an opportunity to reflect on your life experiences that are important to you and values that you transmit to your children and grandchildren and other loved ones. 
So can you, do you kind of understand what I'm talking about? And mm -hmm. can you see the the value of that? Because a lot of times we'll want to write about what we've achieved, you know, how many degrees we have and all the organizations we're a part of. But this is a lot more personal because I'm sharing my beliefs and my values. This morning on the radio, just before I came up here, I heard this lady saying, she was asked what legacy would she like to leave her children? And her response was, I want them to know that their character is very important. Your character. A lot of times in, in this society, we put more emphasis on material things rather than developing character. Because that's what's going to last. That's what people are going to remember, really, about us. They won't remember how many Nike tennis shoes you have. <laughs> They'll think about, well, how kind was she? How does she treat people? That type thing. And so that's what I believe we should instill in our kids. Hmm. So what, uh, and so when, if I'm asked why you should write a legacy letter, well, it's a way for you to be remembered, of course, and for your life lessons to be shared and preserved. And, uh, and it also gives an opportunity to express gratitude, request forgiveness, or make amends. Hmm, how about that? It's a wonderful gift to our loved ones and to ourselves. Do you know that sometimes we just can't say what's really on our heart? It can be hard. It can be a challenge, that's for sure. Right. And so if you can't do that, then maybe, you know, you can, you can write it down. And maybe you don't even want this read until you leave. But however, however you plan, you plan to do it, then you should do it. Because, you know, I think about my mother and how when I had the opportunity to ask her questions, I didn't. I don't even know my mother's favorite color. Didn't know her favorite song. Didn't know like who was her who was her um, who was her first boyfriend, her first kiss. What does she really believe? What does she? What are her thoughts about certain things? You know about love, about family. I didn't know all of those things. Through a legacy letter, you have an opportunity to do that. But not just that. You have an opportunity to tell your child or loved one what you enjoyed about them. For instance, I could say with my with, with one of my daughters, because she's so witty, she is so funny. I can tell her she made me laugh. I love talking to her. Love talking to her because I'm just laughing, laughing, laughing. I, um, with my granddaughter, I just recently uh, took a trip to New York for my birthday. 
And just we we shared so many, many memorable moments. But one of them that she captured was she and I, we were tired. We had been in in the museum uh, for all day, really. And we were tired. We sat down on the bench. And she said, Grandma, do you have any candy? <laughs> she said, I just got a taste for some hard candy, a peppermint or something. I said, you know what? Maybe, let's see what I can find, because I always try to keep something like that in my purse. And so I said, look, I found a sucker and found two of them. And so, Jazz, she captured us actually sucking the sucker, just sitting there sucking on a sucker and talking. It's really the little things in life that we wouldn't stop to think about. Um, just because they happen every day, but something like that is is such a meaningful memory. It's it's something to hold on to and treasure, right? And I mean, there we have that video, and it's documented. And her children and grandchildren can look back on that moment. Oh man, I just I love it. Let me tell y'all, I'm just a sucker for stuff like this, <laughs> and I <laughs> because I I realize how important it is to document those moments because we forget. We say, oh, yeah, I remember that. But let me tell you, a lot of times I can't remember what happened last month, last week even. So it's important for us to to document those um, those stories and moments with our with our family. Now, I want to say this. There is another name for this legacy letter, and it's called an ethical will. I don't know if if anyone is familiar with that term, but it's also called that. But legacy letter has become more popular in recent years and and probably because it's more personal and less legal. Because when we think of will, what do we think of? Think of death. Think of the afterlife and passing on a uh, your your last wishes right and also material things you know like real estate money <laughs> stuff like that that's what that's what comes to mind but this is uh this is this is different so even i recommend that you write your stories period but maybe you're not ready to do that maybe you Writing a legacy letter is more appealing to you. If it is, then do that. That's a wonderful uh, legacy to leave behind also. How many uh, letters do you think you've written so far? Well, you know what? This is what I did. This is before I even knew about the legacy letter. I actually, for each of my kids, and I have three, uh, my son is the oldest and I have two daughters. And I created a binder, right, where I tell them just little things about myself, you know, like just like I was just telling you about my favorite color, uh, my first boyfriend, about the day they were born, things like that I share with them. And then I have pictures, you know, photos of, of us together. And each of them 
I think, yeah, all of them have that binder now. At first I say, well, I'm just going to leave it so when I go, they'll have that. But, you know, I say, what the heck? But, you know, I'm going to go ahead and give it to them right now. And they were very happy about it. I don't know how, how much they've gotten into it because that's another thing that I've found. Don't be dismayed or discouraged if your loved one is just not ready to read it now. <laughs> that's okay. Because when it's time, they will. And even if they don't, their grandchildren, you know, even if it's just one of their grandchildren who read it, you've got it there for them to read. I hope I painted a picture for you, the audience, on, first of all, on the guided biography class and what it's all about. Remember, you are writing a two-page story, which comes out to about 800 to 1,000 words on different themes because inside these themes is where your memories hide. I told you about the, the turning points, the role of money in your life, uh, and even now, COVID-19 story. I think all of us, all of us have one, and I think that it's a good idea to document what was your COVID experience? A lot of us lost a lot of loved ones. And even if we didn't, we know people who did. But it was definitely a game changer. And let me tell you, 10 years from now, and, and you talk about 50 years from now, people are going to want to know about, you know, what happened during that time? How did it affect my family members? So write about it. Tell your um, tell your family about it. And uh, okay, so we went through we went through that. You write your two page story. You bring it to class, and you read it out loud. Out loud. That's very effective, so that your other classmates can hear. Then you receive feedback. Someone is actually listening to you and they give you feedback. At the end of the class, because my classes are, I have six classes. The first one is, is uh, an introduction, and then we have five papers that we write. At the end of that six weeks, at least you have five completed stories, which is a start. I've had a couple of people to actually come, you know, join another class and continue to write their stories. They can be turned into a memoir or even an autobiography. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. For someone who is feeling like maybe they're ready to start that journey of guided autobiography, could you tell us a little bit about how someone, say, in the Oklahoma City area could get started and how they could contact you or others in the field? Okay, I am going to give you my Facebook page, and that is Outlive Your Life Legacy Workshop. If you go on that page, you can learn uh, more about what it is that I do, and you can also uh, sign up for a class. I will be starting a new class on the 30th of this month, which is I'm not going to say it's too late because if you want to, you can certainly 
you can certainly join. I can also uh, give you my email address, and that is talkwatkins at gmail.com. Now, that's talk, uh, T as in Tom, A-L-K-W-A-T-K-I-N-S at gmail.com. And I would love to hear from you. If you want to just find out more about the process, I would be delighted to talk to you about it because I am so passionate about this. I've really made it my life's mission to help as many people as I can document their stories. Well, fantastic. We will definitely make sure to get your contact information in the episode description link. So for our listeners out there, you will be able to find Miss Kathleen's information in our podcast episode description. If you had any other words of encouragement that you could share for someone who's maybe just not sure, they've got cold feet, or they're just nervous about what they're going to write, what would you tell that person? Well, there are two things that I want to do. First, I want to give you an example. I want to read an example of a legacy letter. And secondly, I want to share this with you. And this is something that really touched my heart. And it was like confirmation for me that this this works. One of my students, she actually took it a step farther. She told me that those things she had never thought about. I always say that what if you could open up a book or a document from your great-grandmother? How would that make you feel? And she said she began to think about that. And she wanted her kids and grandkids to have it. So for Christmas, this past Christmas, she actually created a booklet and gave it to her grandchildren and uh, and children. And she said one of her granddaughters actually cried when she got it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she said that for her just really, really touched her heart. Yeah, so that that's a good reason. Okay, what I'm going to do now, I'm going to end really by reading, giving you a sample of this, of a legacy letter. Dear Tommy, it is very difficult for me to write this letter to you. You're so young, and I hate the idea of not being around to watch you grow up. And I hate the idea of my life ending before I've gotten to do so many things things that I still want to do in life. But it was important for me to write it because I want you to have something of me if I die while you are still young to remind you of how much I love you and what I want for your life. I want you to know that having you was the best decision of my life. Raising you has brought your mother and I closer together than we ever were before. As you know, we are very different people, and parenting together really tested us and made us understand and appreciate each other more. I've also learned so much from you. You have a calm spirit that understands that there is no point in being upset by little mistakes or setbacks. That is something that I am learning from you. I also hope that it will be something that you won't let the pressures of adulthood change in you. 
right now, you are such a daredevil and so, so girly. I hope you never lose anything of these qualities. One of the few things that I regret in life is that it didn't take, that I didn't take more adventures when I was younger, particularly that I didn't travel to more exotic places. But I want you to understand that I want you not to make the big mistakes that I made in life because I want you to have the opportunities to do everything you want to do. And I don't want you to close off any of those opportunities that you might want later on. I want that for you so you can make your own choices and uh, and have the life you want. But you need to know as you go through life that I know that everyone makes mistakes and that there is no mistake you could ever make that would ever would have ever made me not love you. And I do love you very much. You are my bug. I love coming down to microwave <laughs> to microwave time with you. I love uh, playing with you and reading to you. I love dancing with you in the living room, digging in the garden and hiking to and biking to errands. I like uh, sneaking our secret vices like riding in the car together or eating french fries, pizza, and ice cream. One of my favorite memories is of teaching you to climb on the monkey bars. I held you up and helped you climb until you got the bang of it and then let you go and watched you play. And while I was nervous, you climbed across the bars like a pro. And honestly, that is how I feel about you. And that's just an example of a legacy letter. That is beautiful. I can just feel the love coming off of those pages. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Okay, so thank you, Jazz, for having me. And always remember that your stories, our stories, is the most important part of us. Everything we've been through, the struggles, the rewards, everything is important to to us. So let's own it and tell our stories. Now, this show is a part of the possibilities building your bridges network and until the next episode happy writing